Hey guys, welcome to Fearless TV. If you want to find out anything about Fearless LA, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at fearless underscore LA. And if you have a prayer request, go ahead and go to our Fearless TV page and fill one out. The following message you're about to watch is called Love Like Fire by our very own Pastor Jeremy Johnson. Enjoy. I want to I talk to you about this uh, topic, Love Like Fire. And uh, I really feel like it's a, a passion of my heart. We're going to be going through this for the next month here. And uh, because it is so deep, I, I don't actually think we will get through it. Uh, but we're going to do our best as we move through this. Because the love of God is bigger than you thought it was. It is grander than you could imagine. It's, it's wider and deeper and higher and goes to greater lengths than I've ever imagined. And every time I think I found the end to it... <laughs> I find out it keeps going because he, he loves me still. You ever just caught that, that Jesus actually knows you? I mean, not the you that we, we all pretend to be here, like we look nice and smell nice. Not that the good things about you, but he loves everything. All of who you are, all your history, all your future, all your past, he loves you in spite of you because he does not love you based on you. He loves you based on who he is. Now, this reminds me of when my child was born. I, I had never met them. I had only, and right back here, we have a, a pregnant family right back here, and we're ex expecting any moment, and we're excited. But I guarantee, before you ever met that child, even though you can only feel them, and then on the outside, you can only believe what she's walking through, you are already in love with that child, even though you haven't even met them. And how can we do that? Because you're not in love with the child because of what it's done. You're in love with the child because of who you are. You are a good dad. And our good dad, although he knows us, loves us even in spite of us because he loves us out of himself, out of the fact that he cannot be anything he is not. He cannot be a bad dad or a hateful dad or an angry dad. He's a good dad. And he always will be a good dad. And so he loves us in spite of us. And this love is dangerous. I'm telling you this. I encountered it one time at 18 years old. And I am here today because of that one encounter. It messed me up. I'll tell you, if, if you can do your best, I would run now. Like, this is a good time to leave. I'll do a little prayer so you can exit as fast as you can. Because once you encounter this love, it's like no going back, man. It's like you try... Like, you would have to, like, trap me on a desert island with no trees, no sun, no water, no nothing. Because if I seen anything that reminded me of his creatorness and his greatness, I would be so messed up that I would have to search for him again. If I heard a podcast or someone just kind of whisper his name. Because once I have tasted of who he is, it's kind of like that person that, you know, you, you're attracted to and you smell their cologne. Or you hear someone that kind of sounds like them. And you don't want to think about them. You're trying not to think about them. You're trying to move on. You're trying to get away from it. And then everyone wears Hugo Cologne. You keep wearing Hugo Cologne. Can you wear polo or something? Anything but Hugo. Why? Because when I smell Hugo, I'm reminded of the moments we had together. And some of them, even though some of them were rough, some of them were incredible. And I can't get you out of my head. And this is your God. See, that's why you can't, you got to be careful coming into this place, man, and sitting up under worship and, and being under preaching. And, and when you start hearing these, these, this love letter, look, this isn't a book. This is a love letter. 
It's a long one, man. If you like long, uh, steamy dramas, this is your place, baby. If you like, if you like war movies, if, if you like epic stories, uh, if you like comedies, this, this is your place. Because Jesus wrote this book not as a movie for you to watch or a book for you to read. This is addressed to us, to you. And he is madly in love with you, and this love is so dangerous. He is feverishly. I, the only way I can picture his love and his hunger to, to, to capture his, his sons and daughters is he says that, uh, that I, I wish no one would perish. I wish no one would be lost. That is his heart that all should return to him. It is His heart is breaking for a city, even if ours isn't. Even if we're comfortable with our church. Even if we're okay with how full our services is, even if we're okay with the balcony not being full yet, our God, he, he is not just hungry to pack out the building, he's hungry to get into the building called the people outside this room and to love on them. And he will walk past anybody who's not. He is looking for a whole bunch of people to, to help him, to be a part of his epic adventure. You know, this is the only reason why we're here still. He loves us too much to leave us here. He wants to be with you all the time. The only reason why we're left on this messed up earth still, just living life, is not so we can get to our 401k if it ever works out. It's not so we can start the next business. It's so that we could be the workers in the theme park helping dad find his lost kids. Now watch this. My daughter, uh, she's kind of crazy. She's three years old. And then my son, he's not crazy, he's insane. So, uh, but I love him to death. I love him with all my heart, and I wouldn't have it any other way. In fact, my mom and dad took the kids for a night, and it was really quiet in our house. I actually cleaned the house before my wife got back from a trip. And, uh... Good job, Jeremy, good job. And, uh... <laughs> and, 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 you know, uh, I did that. Yeah, you proud of me? Uh, and so I cleaned up my socks and put everything away, and, and, uh, but it was so quiet in my house. I was like, this is awkward. It's like, I, I like, wow, this is kind of, I kind of like this for a second. But then I was like, man, I just miss their little voices running around and being crazy. And my daughter, she loves to be crazy in her house. In fact, no matter what time they go to bed, like they wake up at the same time. Like, I wish, like, if they went to bed later and we could keep them up and they can watch Ninja Turtles at night or, or Care Bears or whatever it is that, that, that uh, yeah, I'm really, I know about the Care Bears stare, if, if you don't know. Uh, but, uh, but no matter how late they stay up, they wake up at, like, 5.30 a.m. every single day. And uh, so sometimes, you know, I've just kind of gotten lazy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, at first, I used to wake up, and I was all, you know, just watching them, cooking them eggs, and doing whatever, or actually cereal, to be honest, not eggs. But, uh, you know, but now, I've kind of gotten a little more relaxed. My daughter's three. She's not going to burn the house down. At least we hope not. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes I'll just, I hear something, and I'm just like, all right, sleep. Awesome. You know, as long as my son is not up, we're going to be Okay. Sometimes I'll come down in the, the house, at least this week I came down, and the sliding glass door was open. My daughter's not in her bed, she's not in our bed. Sliding glass door is open, and, I'm, and all of a sudden I went into panic mode. I started freaking out. I didn't even have my coffee yet. All of a sudden I was asleep, and I, I became awake instantly, and I thought, oh, dear God, is Lyric in the house? So I ran around my whole house, my backyard. It's massive. No, it's not. It's really small. But I ran around my whole backyard like four times, screaming out. I came back in the house, and my daughter loves to play hide-and-go-seek which is cool <laughs> until you think she's like lost and then you're like 
Come out. It's like a hostage situation. I'll give you two more cookies if you just come out. Please. You know, she has the same hiding spot, so I go check her typical hiding spots, and each hiding spot I go to, I'm a little more freaked out. I'm, I'm starting to get nervous. I can't even imagine if this same scenario happened at Disney on 90, 90% full capacity day. And uh, we're there with, with Ben and a few of the other team leaders. And, and I say, Ben, can you watch Lyric just for a few minutes? Uh, Jordan, can you watch Brave? I'm going to go to the restroom. And so I come back. Jordan's with Brave. Uh, <laughs> Brave's with Jordan. And, and then I come to, come to Ben, and uh, he's there, uh, but Lyric's not there. I say, Ben, hey, bro, where's Lyric? <laughs> Uh, you know, she's with Vicky, my wife. Uh, I think they went on a ride or something right over there. Like, oh, dear God, you don't even understand, bro. Like, did I tell you you can send her with your wife? She didn't sign the form, right? You know, so, so I go to her, his wife, and she's not with his wife. So I grab her. Where's Lyric? You know where Lyric's at? Uh, no, uh, Ben said you had Lyric. I didn't have Lyric. What are you, are you, are you, so I get them both together. Ben, you see, and I'm freaking out. I won't even let him talk. And I'm like, just forget it. Where is she at? We, we realize in this moment she's lost. 90% full capacity. Disneyland can't get through. The parade's about to happen. You know what I'm saying. Everyone has this disease where they like to get really close to you and run into you with their strollers. That moment right there. And the place is packed to capacity. Can you imagine this moment of desperation in a dad's heart when he wonders where his daughter is at. Everyone's trying to calm me down. We instantly form a search party. Everyone who actually cares about me doesn't say, oh, I'm gonna go on a ride right now. I don't really have time to go help you because it's not my kid. We form a search party and everybody, it doesn't matter what talents they have, what abilities they have, I just need people that are alive and breathing to go be eyes and hands and feet with me, and we are going to search this place. We're going to turn this place upside freaking down till we find my daughter. I'm opening baby strollers. I'm, as, the more, as soon as I get to Tomorrowland, I haven't found her yet, so then I run over to Frontierland, and I'm freaking out. I don't know what's going to happen. I start thinking crazy thoughts. Oh, someone could get to the exit. I send a search party of my biggest dudes. Oh, go stand at the exit and knock anyone out that tries to take her out, right? I mean, we are freaking out. There gets this fever pitch moment where nothing else matters. And in that moment, I never look over and go, oh, I got brave. Like 50% of my crew, I'll be okay. Just let one go. It's no big deal. We at least got halfway there. At least I'll have a son. I mean, I can make another daughter. There is never, that thought never ever enters my mind, but it enters the mind of the church thinking about our dad. Our dad says, I would gladly leave the 99, not that I don't care about you, not that I don't love you, but you are found and in my presence to gladly go after the one. And then all of a sudden I hear this person that shoots through the crowd. Their voice stands out above everyone else. They got an outfit on. They work at Disney and they're yelling, sir, I found her. I found her. And their voice Sounds like the most amazing song I've ever heard. I drop everyone, I leave everyone, and run full speed, pressing through the crowd to see if this person has found my daughter. And as soon as I realize it's her, tears start flowing. I grab her. Not once do I go, where the heck are you? Where were you hiding? 
so mad at you. No, I don't even waste time. I don't have time for that. All I want to do is wrap my arms around her and tell her, I love you. I love you. I love you. Please don't ever leave me again. I just, we were all so worried about you, but we're so glad you're here. Would you like an ice cream? This is our dad, guys. Her dad's not like, oh, cool, I got fearless. Like, most of the chairs are full, and like, it's in a nightclub. That's pretty cool, two years. That's awesome. No, no, God is like, I love y'all, but this church isn't really about you. The only reason why we're here is not so we could gather. It's so that we could scatter and split his love like fire around this city. Doesn't the Bible say, how beautiful are the feet of those that bring the good news? How beautiful to your God is the worker at Disney that goes, I found him. I've been searching with you, God. That's the one that the father is drawn to. You want the father's attention? Go start doing the things that have his attention. Go start reaching souls in the city. The people you work with, the people that, that he loves, the people that are down and out, the people that are so lost that no one can find them. What about those people being found by the Father's love? It is radical love, dangerous love. And that love is why we're here today. It's love like fire. Mark chapter 4, um, verse number 35 reads this way, Mark chapter 4, verse number 35, uh, the New King James, I'm going to get some New King James on you, I hope, hope you're okay with that, the these and the thous, and we won't go to the Old Testament because it will sound like we're cussing, all right, good, uh, verse 35, uh, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side, touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to cross over. I love that he told them we're going to do this thing. I know we've had a great time here. I know we've had revival here. I know that I've broken out here in power. I mean, this was where he multiplied the small boy's lunch and fed thousands. This is where the crowd started getting so passionate about Jesus that they tried to crown him king. And he said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to cross over from here to there. We're going, going to cross over to what? To the other side. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, hello, from the other side. It is time, <laughs> we, had some, we had some Adele wannabes in here. Uh, I won't try it because I will embarrass myself. There is another side to where you're at. There is another side. <laughs> there is a place beyond your fear. There is a place beyond your worry. There is a place beyond your insecurity. Can I tell you this, sons and daughters of God? You don't have to stay where you're at because our God is inviting you on a grand adventure. You have to leave the shore and get into the boat. I love that it was the same day, but it says that when it was evening had come, in the dark he's calling you out. In the middle of the evening, in the middle of the night, when you cannot see for yourself, God is calling them to get in a boat. This was the worst time to sail on the sea. Why? Because this was the most likely time for a storm to pop up in the middle of going to the other side. But God called them into the storm so they could get to the other side. He said, we're going to cross over. We're going to cross over. This is what my passion is for Fearless and our family here is that we would cross over together. Like, I can't, I wonder, 
when I was 16, full of fear, full of insecurity, full of, what if I would have never crossed over to the other side of this side of being fearless and I would have stayed in full of fear? What if I would have never chosen, God, I will take the leap of faith with you in the dark to cross over to where you're calling me to because I believe wherever he's calling, look, our God does not call you from where you're at to something worse. Unless he's calling you to something greater. You might have to go through the worst to get to where you're going. <laughs> but it's all a part of the plan. Touch your neighbor and say, it's all a part of the plan. When evening came, he said to them, let's cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, another version says when they left the crowd, you may have to leave the crowd to cross over to where God's calling you to be. You mean the crowd, yeah, the crowd of your family sometimes, the crowd, the crowd of your great relationships sometimes, the crowd of the people that tell you they're always going to be there, and then they leave you in the middle of a fight that they started? You, you might have to leave the multitude. It's safe in the multitude because you can remain hidden in the multitude, but God is calling you out into somewhere dangerous where you get to be a son and a daughter of the king. He says, I'm calling you out of the multitude, and they took him along, uh, they took him along in the boat, as he was. And the other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Somebody say, the boat's filling. I do want to take a pause, side note, and say this boats don't sink from what is on the outside, they sink from what gets on the inside. And they didn't start worrying about the boat. Keep the scripture up, please. They didn't stop worrying about the boat until the boat began filling with the storm. The boat is not in danger until the storm gets inside the boat. Your life is not in danger if fear is knocking at the door. It's when fear is let inside the boat that the boat begins to sink. Can I tell you this? Fear will never leave. It will always stand at the door and say, hello. <laughs> and you need to tell fear, hello, from the other side. I'm not letting you in because I am crossing over into all God has for me. Because as soon as you get into my heart, you can destroy me from the inside out. Touch your neighbor. Say, neighbor, don't let him in. So it was already filling. Next verse. But he was in the stern, sleep, asleep on a pillow. Another, another version says Jesus was asleep on a cushion. <laughs> nice cushy life up there, Jesus. Well, we're all going through all this down here. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher. Or this uh, word would be like a phrase of someone that you barely knew. Teacher. Uh, person. Isn't it funny that as soon as we get into a storm, Jesus just becomes another teacher? They had lots of teachers, but not a lot of fathers. And in this moment, all of a sudden, as soon as it got crazy and the water started filling up the boat and they started getting anxious and worried, Jesus just became normal. Isn't that what happens to us? Jesus is awesome. Praise him. We're dancing like crazy. We're excited about new life. We're so on fire. And then as soon as we go through something, it's like, oh, yeah, that's just Jesus. 
can he heal you like he did at the beginning? Can he transform you like he did it? If he's God, he's God yesterday, today, and, and we praise him on and off the throne. We put him on the throne, you're high and lifted up, and then our boss fires us, and you're low and lifted down. We put him on the throne, we got the house we wanted, and the house didn't work out, it fell through, you're off the throne, you're low and lifted down. You were God yesterday, but not today. I'll praise you yesterday, but teacher, would you help me with this? But they said the right words, because that's what he was in this moment. And the teacher never talks when he gives a test. We always wanna get up to the teacher as we're taking the test. Teacher, what, how do I, what do I do with this? How would you handle this? And the teacher's like. What does he, what does he talk when you're in struggles? What does he just say something? You, you, ever, you ever just want him to say, go left. Stop. Make a U-turn. Something, anything. Like, hey, I'm still here. But it's funny how the teacher doesn't talk when he gives a test. Just like Siri doesn't talk when it's not time to turn. She says, in 100 yards, you're gonna go right. And we're driving, one foot, two feet. Hey, what do I do next? Should I, should I do something right here? There's a lot of traffic. I don't know, what to, Siri, are you still here, Siri? Do you hear me? Hello? Okay, I'm gonna go to Waze. If, I'm gonna cheat on you with Waze if you don't, if you don't come with me. Go to Waze. Waze is a talk, why? Because it is so powerful that it knows the last thing it told you is what it still needs to tell you, but, but the teacher doesn't talk when you're in the in-between. The teacher doesn't talk in the middle, and they wake up the teacher. They, they got his name right, but they didn't understand his position because during the test, the teacher is actually honoring you. A teacher never gives a test unless they believe the student could pass the test they're giving. A test is not to harm you or hurt you or put you backwards. A test is to prove that you have what it takes to graduate from this level to the next. This is why when they came to Job and he says, what about your servant Job? And the teacher said, go ahead and give him the test. Why? Because I've already trained him for this moment. This is why we sat in school all the days before this, and I am a good teacher, and I know he is a good student. So if you give him the test, you're only going to give him the power to go to the next level. There are people in this room right now that you are in a test of your life, and you feel like God is mad at you when you couldn't be more wrong. The teacher is trying to push you to another level. Bro, that fight you got in was a test. Not that God brought it in, but inside the fight, he is strengthening you to stand for what you believe in. You see, the next time that happens, you're going to say, oh, wait, I'm going to wait for real friends to come along, and I'm going to wait for real relationships and how we know if we pass the test is what answers we fill in the boxes with. Here's the crazy thing about the test. It's an open book test. <laughs> I'm like, God, where's the answer? What's that? Oh, just a Bible? Oh, that boring thing? Oh, 
My pastor read that once. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, it's an open book test. And guess what? It's not just an open book. The Holy Spirit actually wants to read this to you. He wants to read it with you. He wants to sit. It's a, it's a group project. Uh, the Bible says where a strand of three cords are not easily broken. The Bible says there is a special anointing when we come together where two or more are gathered together in his name. What is He, he is the word. Come on. This is a group project. Look, don't do this thing alone. They weren't in the boat by themselves. The teacher put them in there together. And the teacher is asleep. Then the Bible says, then he arose. Oh, they said this. He's asleep on a pillow. And they woke him up and said, teacher, do you not even care? Don't you care that we're perishing? It's funny how we always go to the worst thing. Like, they are not perishing. They're totally not dying. But this is their first we're dying here. You ever been just so dramatic with God? Like, oh my gosh. I can't believe it. Finally got a job. I was giving. I was giving all I had. I even did the fearless partners. And now I have nothing. Are you serious? Right? I mean, we, we are so dramatic with God. I mean, we could be actors in a play. People are... The angels are watching us like, this is entertaining, eating popcorn, heavenly popcorn. Like, wow, these guys are dramatic. I mean, we are naturally built to go to the end. But the devil's used that on our lives. But did you know that God made you like that? The devil knows that we are naturally built to think of the end and it's to change our now. This is why God gave away, look, spoiler alert, the end is in the book. It's all in here. I don't know if you knew that. Like, you don't have to wait for the next uh, plot to come out. You don't have to wait till part two. It does not say to be continued anywhere in here. The, this, the end is in here. Jesus comes back, and he's calling forth his beautiful bride. Look, can I tell you this? Your God has already won the victory. We're not waiting for the victory. We're not fighting for the victory. We already have it. Oh, I don't know if you believe that in this room, because if you believe that, you would tell death and fear and anxiety to shut its mouth, because even though I'm in this now, no matter what I'm in, greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world, and I already know it's already rigged from the end to the beginning. See, you were designed like that. That's why you can't look at Google in the middle of the night when you have a pain in your chest. <laughs> that was a lot of words, but you got what I was saying. Because all of a sudden, you got cancer. You look at it, oh my gosh, I got cancer. But no, you just have heartburn. Didn't you eat pizza tonight? Yes, I did. A lot of pepperoni? Yes. Okay, that's gas. Lay down and go to sleep. This is my wife's conversation to me all the time. Because I'm a Googler in the middle of the night. What's going on? What's this weird pain in my foot? My wife will wake up and she's like, what are you doing? I'm Googling. Put that thing away, right? Because she knows I am created to see the end and live in the end now because the enemy cannot create. He just manipulates what God does, <laughs> right? You know this because God created everything. The devil is not a creator. He's an imitator. He's not like Nikes. He's like Cycles, right? He's not like the new, the new boost. He's like used, right? This is, you got to understand, he's a copy, a counterfeit, and he uses counterfeit power to do what God's already done. 
So if God created you to see the end and live in the now like you already there, he did that for a purpose, but the enemy wants to twist and contort and make you feel like you're gonna die in the middle of your test when your test wasn't to kill you, it was to catapult you into what God's calling you into. Who's walking through a test in this room right now? You're going through some stuff. You you say, you know what? Hey, the teacher is quiet. I wish he would talk, but I'm here. Now you have to make the choice. Either you take the test or you leave it on the counter and live in the third grade for the rest of your life. God has a plan and a dream for you. The Bible says that the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. He is not changing his plan for you, although you've changed your plan he has for yourself. He has a call, and that call is to greatness. God is not trying to tempt you. He's allowing you to walk through things, to know that he's God on the shore, and he's God in the storm, and he's God when the waves are coming in, and he's God when the waves are keeping out. He is God all by himself, and this God is not just God. He's also dad. He he has love like fire for his kids. Look at this, what it says. It says... Then he arose. Just kind of, I picture him just kind of getting up. Real slow, real casual. And it says, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. We've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. This love like fire. The Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. I love that he says, peace be still. That's a weird thing to say. You ever thought that? I never actually caught that until now. Like, you don't walk out in the road and there's a car coming. You're like, peace be still. I mean, that's awkward. That's a weird statement. But he meant something powerful in his statement. He was describing something that he would say later. He said, I have peace that I give, but it's not the same peace as the world gives. You see, the world gives peace a certain way. There are yoga studios all over this city to to find peace, your inner peace chi, you know, you wrap yourself into a pretzel 32 ways. Not that I'm against that, but I'm just saying that's not the kind of peace that Jesus is talking about. That's the peace that the world gives. If you can get in the right environment, basically your environment creates your peace. If you get into a, uh, this is, this is so crazy that, that, that people do this, but they'll capture like the sound of waves. And then they'll, if you listen to the sound of waves, it will like reset you. You, you ever gone to the ocean and just felt peaceful? But, but I want to tell you, that kind of peace is peace as the world gives. It's peace based on your environment. It's peace based on if things are going good. It's peace based on well, what's happening around you brings peace. It's peace based on if the car worked out, you got the deal for the house, uh, your job opened up the right way. It's peace based on the circumstance. But Jesus talks about peace in the middle of the storm talking about his kind of peace. Peace that doesn't have to do with what environment you're in. It has to do with who he is. 
Did you know that you could have peace in trials? You could have peace in the middle of the fire. You could have peace while being fired or hired, single or married. <laughs> yeah. The married people caught that. You could have peace because Jesus wants to give you his peace. But watch this. He says, my peace surpasses your understanding. It surpasses your mind. See, the devil doesn't care about your stuff. He doesn't care about taking you. I, I'm trying. The devil didn't care about the boat. I'm like, oh, this boat. I don't like this boat. And the waves are coming against and everything. No, the devil doesn't care about your car, that the tire goes flat. The devil doesn't care that you got in the house or didn't get in the house. You know what the devil cares about? He cares about getting into your mind. It's kind of like Samson. Remember Samson? They, ca- they wanted to capture him. Here's what they said. Tell us where his strength lies. Tell us where his strength lies. They were looking for the thing that gave him strength so they could cut it off so he would have no power so they can defeat him. This is what the devil wants to do to you. If your strength is found in your new car, then look, this is what we say. I don't care if you have a new car as long as the car doesn't have you. Because if your strength is found in the new job, the new car, the approval of your strength is found in your business blowing up, Chewy. If, if, if your strength is found in your business happening, if your strength is found in something in this earth, all the devil has to do is get on the piano and start playing drama. He just has to bring drama in, and then you have drama in your life. And you let the storm in. Huh. But if you have his kind of peace... You got crazy peace. You got insane peace. You got peace that surpasses your mental capacity. You ever seen a crazy person? Well, that's a stupid question because we're downtown. Someone that's just fully on drugs. It's like, you know, I mean, I know you're not going to laugh because you don't want to be awkward or let people know that you think this is funny because that wouldn't be politically correct. But I'm just saying, can, can we just act like Donald Trump just for a second and just be a little awkward? Uh, but you, you ever seen someone just crazy? They're mine. The, the other night we were painting these signs for the church and I had sniffed too many fumes and I started seeing like blurs of mad. I started talking out of my mind. I didn't even know it was, I had to go just rest because I, I lost my mind. Have you ever seen someone that lost their mind? Like, like they could be in a, any environment and they are not moved. Like someone that's just lost on drugs, whatever it is. They could be in the middle of the street. Cars are going everywhere and they're like, drinking a latte. This, I know it's awkward, but this is the picture of what God wants to do in you. He wants to bypass your mental understanding for where you're at. He, he said, I want to send you out like sheep among wolves. Why would he say that? So we can get eaten alive? Sheep aren't strong. Enough. No, he's saying, I want to send you out like sheep among wolves. He's saying, look, I want you to walk among wolves, but you're going to walk like the wolves can't touch you. You're going to walk in the midst of the fire, and the fire won't burn you. You're going to be kind of crazy a little bit. You're going to almost be insane by the rest of the world because you're not going to have peace as the world gives. You're going to have peace as I give. And my peace is not moved, is not changed. My peace is found in me. The Bible says that he is the prince of peace. He doesn't have peace. He is peace. When he shows up, peace reigns in the land.
Watch this. If peace was something God gave you through something outwardly, then if the devil can mess with it, then he can mess with your peace. But guess who the devil can't mess with? He can't mess with my Jesus. He can't mess with his leadership, his authority, his power. And if the devil's going to have to mess with me, he's going to have to kick him out of the boat. Because as long as Jesus is in the boat, the teacher is in the storm, all he has to do is look at the storm and say, I'm not letting the outward circumstances define the inward ability. He looks at it and brings the inside out. Peace be still. And the storm ceased. And there was a great calm. I want to tell you this. Your words pay the path for God to land in your life. I fly a lot on planes and you got to have a landing strip. Doesn't matter how cool the pilot is, you gotta have somewhere to land. It's gotta be cleared out. It's gotta be made away. I told someone this recently. I said, when you keep speaking in fear, you let the devil create a landing strip in your life. But the moment you start speaking in faith, isn't it impossible to please God without faith? The moment you start speaking in faith, I will not die. I'll make it through this storm. I will not quit here. This isn't my last day. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. You start paving a path of rocks. You start putting down the asphalt for your king to enter into your life and take over. Jesus, take over in this house today. Take over in our lives today. We give you all authority. We give you all power. We want to pass the test, God. Whatever you have for us, we trust you, great teacher. Jesus, would you stand to your feet all over this room? It says that he called the storm into a quiet place and there was a great calm. I believe there's going to be a great peace over your life. Not something weird, but you're going to be in crazy situations and you're going to be okay. God wants to promote you. If you've been walking through stuff, guess what? You're actually chosen. There's something great. God's like, wow, are you ready for this one, devil? What about my servant, Jordan? What about my servant, Ben? What about my servant? Come on, Victor. What, what about him? What do you got on him? Because his peace is not controlled by the job he has, by the business, by the, by the house, by the car, by the relationships. Go ahead and take everything. He will stay fast with me because his peace changes environments. Would you just lift your hands all over this room? And if you're going through something right now, a storm, a test, the water keeps getting in the ship and it's sinking your ship and you're saying, you know what? I want some of that crazy peace. I want to lean on that crazy peace today. I want to check the box yes on the test to God. Would you just wave at me? You say, I've been going through some stuff and I need God to give me crazy peace. I don't need a sign in the clouds. I don't need a prophecy. I need Jesus in my boat and that's all I need. That other stuff is fine. I don't need the heebie-jeebies. I don't need goosebumps. I just need Jesus to be my peace right now. Come on, right here. If that's you all over this room and you waved at me, I want you to run down to this front. I don't care if you're an adult, you're a youth, you're older, you're younger. You're, uh, just come down. Come on, come down. We still believe that God transforms lives. we got to make a step of faith. Come on, just step out. Let's call on the great teacher today. Jesus, we call upon you today. God, I pray right now in the midst of job loss, in the midst of crazy circumstances, 
I'll say this, there are more people in the crowd, but your hunger has to drive you to a place where you don't care what anybody thinks. I'm not going to keep pushing on you because I don't want to make it awkward. Well, maybe I, I'm cool with that, but uh, I want you to know that Jesus came to Nazareth and gave them everything he wanted to do, and they saw nothing happen. So Jesus is here, but you have to activate and believe he is who he says he is. So if you're going through something right now, you're not alone. Look at all these people that came down. Let's close our eyes again. If you're in this room, they're going to play again, but I just want to encourage you. What is the big deal about stepping out of my seat? What is that all about? Look, it's a symbol of faith. It's an, it's an action, an outward action of, a, of an invisible thing inside of you to say, you know what, God, I believe in this storm, you're going to heal me. I'm stepping out, and I'm believing that I'm waking you up. Can, look, didn't they wake him up in the middle of the storm? Can you imagine if they just kept letting Jesus sleep? They were, they were, the storm was killing their boat. This is us waking up Jesus in faith that if we wake up the teacher, he'll calm the storm. Because ultimately, we're just trying to get to the other side. If you're ready to go, here's the deal. You can live on this side of fear for the rest of your life. Or you can cross over to the other side. Okay, so we're going to close our eyes one more time. And if you're in this room, you say, you know, I'm going through some stuff. I'm taking a test. And here's, here's the deal. The older you get, the younger we should be at this. The more we should just trust God and believe God. Come on. Thanks, Josue. Come on, man. I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. Proud of you. We're going to see God do something. Jesus, I pray right now as I'm praying, you're moving. If that's you, you say, you know what? I'm in some kind of storm, and I need peace. I need his peace. I need his comfort. I need a, I need, I'm going to stand. I'm going to go wake him up in a sense. I'm going to go wake up the teacher because I know he controls the elements. Jesus, we pray right now, Father. Lord, at the front of this crowd, Lord, as we sing out this worship song, God, as we sing, how great. How strong, how mighty is our God. Lord, we pay the path for you to land on the airstrip of our life. And we're praying right now, Holy Spirit, that love like fire would wreck us in a good way. Come on, sing this with us today. Such a fantastic word from Pastor Jeremy about the peace of God in our lives in this Love Like Fire series. We know that peace that comes from God is a peace that surpasses all understanding. And no matter what storms of life come against us, no matter what circumstances surround us, no weapon formed against us can prosper. So if you're struggling with that today, if you're struggling with having peace in your life, I encourage you, just hand your circumstances over to God. I'm going to pray right now, and I encourage you to join me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now and lay all circumstances at your feet, whether it's financial or relational, God. We pray, dear Heavenly Father, that as we root ourselves in who you are, God, and in your peace, dear Heavenly Father, your peace, your presence, your love would flood over us, God, that your presence would just be so tangible, dear Heavenly Father, and no matter what storms we come against, God, no matter what we face, that we would have that peace in our lives, that it would reign, God, that it would have presence over who we are and in everything we do. In your name I pray.